Dad's Radio is made possible through the support of the School of Family Studies and Human Services at Kansas State University. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast series that explores what it means to be a dad. I'm Chuck Smith, grandfather and parent educator, and I'll be your host for the program. This is podcast number four, Are Dads Really Necessary? Sure, we provide the requirements of DNA. We contribute financially to our families, and some of us share the workload. Some of us even make good handymen around the house. But what makes us special, really special as fathers? Are we necessary? Gosh, that's a hard question. I think that's an incredibly hard question. I see families now where there's lots of love, but maybe they have two fathers or they have two mothers. And I think there is a difference between being a parent and being a father or being a parent and being a mother. I'm not sure that you need a father. I, I don't know. I, I think the most important thing is is just to have a good, loving parent. And I, I think that's what you need is somebody that you know that you, who loves you, that gives you guidance, that stands behind you. A good, loving parent. That's important. But is this all that children need? Is this all that children want? Or do they want the man and woman who brought them into the world to be a part of their lives? Are dads necessary for their children? Oh, I think they are. I think they are. I think there's things you learn from a dad or a father that is more difficult to learn from a mom. That's not to say that people can't do things on their own without a dad, without a mom. But I think there's some balance there. I think there's another perspective. There's there's bonding. Um, I think it's important. What do dads do that moms can't do? Can a woman offset what a, what a dad or a father can bring to the child's experience? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure they can. I think they can try and simulate it, but women don't know what it's like to grow up being a guy. Guys don't know what it's like to grow up being a girl. It would be just as difficult for me if I had two girls because I'd be lost, especially without my wife. I'd be lost. There's just different things that they go through as they progress up the social ladder. And I don't know how you can really bring that experience to your kids if you haven't been through it. Yeah, I mean, a woman can can help a guy tune an engine or hammer in a nail just like a dad would but there's other things from a, maybe a more of a social aspect that would be hard to replicate oh they're necessary they add the other 50 percent dimension of what kiddos need when they're being raised you know a mother has a certain way of looking at the world and how things should be done and a father almost invariably has a different attitude about what should happen when you go on a picnic, what the bedroom cleaning up process should be. It's just uh, kids need to have that sort of dual, dual parenting, you know, where both parents 
show different values or different different attitudes on what's really important and how things should be done. Why are children drawn to their fathers? In their children's eyes, a father's style complements that of the mother's. Mothers nurture, comfort, and protect. They emphasize safety. Their connection is biological, something that began when the child grew inside of them. Fathers protect and guide the child's journey to the world outside of the family. They emphasize independence and boldness. But their connection is social and more easily fractured. Fathers provide care and comfort as well, but are free to invite the child to be daring and adventurous. There is no question in my mind that dads are absolutely needed. They just provide an alternative way of growing up. Um, mothers provide very important, special, needed, kind, loving, nurturing emotions for a child. And I'm not uh, disqualifying fathers. They do that as well. But they do it in a different way. It's a playful, more rambunctious, more adventurous. It, uh, mothers can do that, but the, for fathers, it's just the gift that they have. It's the gift of excitement and imagination and play and activity and uh, movement that seems like women just don't naturally provide. In uh, physical play, in roughhousing physical play, a mother almost invariably is more cautious than the father. The father throws the kid in the air, tumbles around, is sort of nonchalant about safety sometimes, it appears to the mother. But that's important that a child learns a little bit of daredevilness, a little bit of woo, woo. Whereas a mother, mother doesn't doesn't like to to uh, have a child experience woo woo feelings very often. She likes to keep things safe and steady. Usually, I think this difference is is good. Yeah, and it can be complementary. I mean, they yes. don't have to work against each other. Oh no, no, I'm not saying that at all. I mean, the child is not working against each other. The child just learns different viewpoints of the world with two different parents. Children need both experiences provided by fathers and mothers. These qualities are two halves of the whole. In the real world, can mothers be strong and protective? Yes, indeed. Can fathers be nurturing and affectionate? Of course. But at their emotional core, these two roles are distinct and complementary in the eyes of children. A child who is in danger looks for the father. A child who is hurt looks for the mother. The father is also someone who protects the mother as well. The mother is the one with open arms who provides the comfort of home. This view is not politically correct. The politically correct viewpoint is that all a child needs is someone who serves as a loving parent. One will do, Biology does not matter. Anyone can be a father or mother regardless of his or her sex. But children are not concerned with being politically correct. No matter how many excuses we make to justify father absence, 
children miss their fathers. Even when fathers are justifiably removed because of the harm they have caused, their children would tell the authorities if they could, Would somebody help my dad so he could come back to me? When children are left with a single parent, their minds and lives are fractured. The symmetry of two parents working in harmony to invite and guide them into the world is gone. Things are really scary in the night. It's dad that will fight the bears. It's dad that will make all the difference. The home is secure. And I think he needs it then as much as he needs to be there for his teenage daughter who's out learning to date and, and meeting people. And she needs to know that dad's going to be there to rescue her if she gets into a situation she can't handle. Or that dad is willing to take to be the fall guy and say, uh, my dad won't let me do that. And that way they can get off the hook if they feel pressured by their peers to go do something they don't want to. What would a child miss? Or what do you think they are missing when they don't have fathers in their lives? Well, this is probably going to sound like a simple answer, but I think they're missing a role model in most cases. Most most kids, a lot of times, when you ask them who's their hero, they say their dad or they say their mom. So I, I think they miss the the one-on-one and just being able to see that person in action day in and day out. You miss the bonding aspect because I grew up with my grandparents. I don't have nearly as strong a bond with my mom and dad as a lot of people my age do. And you kind of feel like you missed out on something there. Even though many children are separated from their fathers, what hurts even more than the separation is the rejection they may feel. The intensity of this loss is testimony to the importance of fathers. For a parent, doesn't matter whether it's somebody that fathers a child or whether it's a woman who carries a child, for that parent to in any way reject the child, to just not care, to not send money, that rejection says something. What and that is, rejection is what is the impact, not the fact so much that the father wasn't there or the mother wasn't there. The idea that they didn't want you. The idea that they didn't care. In my own niece's life, uh, she lost her father through divorce at four. And we worked really hard to, to try to keep him in the picture because we felt sure felt very it was very important that father stay in her life and she had great grandfather a great grandfather and a great uncle who were there to try to pick up the father or the male half of that role but still to this day at 20 nearly 21 years old the need to still attach to a father to have her father's love her father's acceptance is still creating a very big hole in her life because he still could not bring himself to understand her. And she needed that. She needed that acceptance knowing that her father loved her and she's never felt that. I'm close to a family where the mother divorced when her son was young. The father was an irresponsible jerk who had an affair with a teenage girl. 
For more than 10 years, he turned his back on his son. Fortunately, the mother married a wonderful man who was devoted to her son and loved him deeply. When the boy was 15 years old, his mother was told that his biological father had terminal brain cancer. She knew her son was angry and hurt by the father's history of rejection. She told the boy about his father being hospitalized and offered to go with him to see his father to express how he felt. The son was indecisive. Maybe yes, maybe no. After several days, he finally decided and told her that he wanted to see him. She called the hospital and discovered that the father had just died. Keep in mind that this young man had a wonderful, caring, affectionate, and supportive stepfather. Even so, the past indifference of the father was unbearable. Shortly after his 16th birthday, in the middle of the night, he committed suicide. Men who are fathers have to understand that they will always be their children's fathers. No one, no matter how loving, can fully replace them. They will have an impact, good or bad, on their children's lives. But our society gives men of all ages the impression that fathers are not really necessary. A woman who is artificially inseminated and gives birth to eight children never even considers the destructive impact on these children of not experiencing a father. There is no cry from the media about the injustice of what she has done. Instead of being criticized for making her children fatherless, she is invited to appear on talk shows and may even have a reality show of her own someday. Small wonder that teenagers are so cavalier about having sex. If the woman becomes pregnant, so what? Society teaches them that fathers are not necessary for a child's well-being. But the memories of those fortunate who have had loving fathers proves otherwise. I think the problem I have in answering this question is that I was so close to my father. Uh, he has been gone a long time, and I still miss him. And at times, it's hard to talk about. I would like to think my father was definitely necessary for me. Whether I'm necessary for my kids, I don't know. I think I was. for listening to this About Dads podcast, brought to you through the support of the School of Family Studies and Human Services at Kansas State University. My name is Chuck Smith, and I am the producer and host for the series. For more information, visit our website at aboutdadsradio.com. <laughs>